The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Basketball Society. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, you are joined by myself, Alex Fishbein, my co-host, Mike Bash, and we are now into the second round. Everyone is in the second round of the playoffs, and we have some series going different ways that we might not have expected. So let's, without further ado, jump into some of that here. And I don't know about you, Mike, but personally, I want to start off with the Milwaukee-Boston series. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I kind of feel like it's going how we expected. Milwaukee has just been like in well-oiled machine right now um boston obviously has the talent to beat them but it's it, you know after three games right milwaukee up 2-1 did, did you expect any differently uh well i didn't expect boston to come out and dominate them in game one yeah no i i, I, I could see that um, um but they did respond well i would say oh oh yes i mean obviously well well is an understatement yeah <laughs> Um, they came out and dominated the next two games, and as I said, like like I didn't expect Boston to come out and dominate that first game. I still expected Boston to at least win one or two games in this series, like usually at home. So I I honestly wasn't expecting Boston to win that first game. Uh, I wasn't expecting Milwaukee to win that first game at Boston. Um, but. It's funny because after that first game, everyone was kind of like, you know, really killing Milwaukee for saying all those things about like, we're not changing our game plan. Like, we're not changing things. We're going to do the same thing. We just weren't executing in the first one. And people were like, wow, you're not going to change anything. You got blown out. And then here they are now up two to one after two blowouts of their own. So I was like... Yeah, I mean, when you have a season like they did, you really don't need to change much. Yeah, and yeah, I, I agree with you there because Milwaukee, the the reason they are where they are is because they played phenomenal basketball for whatever it's been, five, six months, and one game shouldn't change that. Now, yes, the playoffs are all about making adjustments, all about, um, you know, on-the-fly coaching and who, you know, it, it comes down to coaching as much as it comes down to talent. But you can't right. hit the panic button after game one, especially when you have a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. If you had, if you were the, uh, you know, Los Angeles Clippers with a bunch with a bunch of mid tier guys, okay, yeah, heavy adjustments are going to be need to be made for you to win. But when you got the best player in the world right now, and you got shooters all around him, and you got a team that has just been steamrolling the NBA. There's no reason to panic after game one, make all these crazy changes. You know, small tweaks here and there, fine, yeah. but. You know, there, there's no reason if you're in Milwaukee to just start panicking after game one. So, no, they, they they kept to you know they kept to their game plan. They kept plugging away and fighting away. And after three games, they're up two one, and that's where a lot of people expected it to be. Right now, over on Bovada Sportsbook, the Milwaukee Bucks are the second highest favorite in the NBA to win the championship. Obviously, Golden State being the first one, 
But Milwaukee's the heavy favorite in the East. They're the second favorite overall, way ahead of the Rockets and the Raptors. So, you know, the the odds makers agree with everyone that Milwaukee is the best team in the East and one of the best two teams in basketball. Yeah, and the thing was, before this second round started, I remember Toronto and Houston being either ahead of Milwaukee odds-wise or uh, just a whole lot closer. And Yeah, I think they then, were fourth. Yeah, exactly. And ever since then, after the this two to one start, you have them at plus three seventy five, um, and it's I mean, everyone can see this team is um, like there's a reason this team was the first seed in the East. A lot of people, myself included, I was like, I need to see them prove it. You know what I mean? Like we've had plenty of teams like Toronto in the past that have had these amazing regular seasons and then come playoff time that everything just kind of falls apart because the same game plan doesn't work for the postseason that worked for the regular season but with Budenholzer at the helm I mean they've been coming in with great game plans and not only are they executing but they're making a guy like Brad Stevens look like not really the best coach in the league anymore well, that's a uh, that's a hard, you know. I, I can't hate on Brad Stevens yet. I mean, I, I love Brad Stevens. I'm not Stevens. hating love, on him. Uh, well, you you you're showing some disrespect to Brad Stevens. He might I'm... be a he <laughs> might be the Celtics coach, but I like Brad Stevens. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I like Brad Stevens. He's a great coach and everything. I'm just saying this series, he's getting out coached. Eh, it's fair. Fine. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That that, that, that still shows him some respect. So I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, he's getting outcoached by Budenholzer, who did win Coach of the Year, and is also a um, Popovich disciple. So, being outcoached by someone like that, I don't think is really, like, a bad thing. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I was just trying to, you know, I, I don't want to get stuff twisted. I want to make sure, you know, you understood that we got to show some respect to... uh to Mr. Stevens. Oh yeah, no, of course. Still, still top five coach in the league, easily. Yeah. Um, for sure. But so moving on to the other Eastern Conference game or series, I should say, we now have the Sixers in front of Toronto, two to one. Which I'm going to be honest, I did not expect. I did not see it coming. Game one is exactly what I expected out of this series. Games two and three not even close to what I expected. Yeah. I mean, it playoffs can be, you know, the playoffs are kind of weird in a way. Sometimes like you remember what the Nets Sixer series, the Nets game one just completely like dominated the game. And then right. game two, they, 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 they looked like they didn't belong in the same court with the Sixers. So yeah, with the, in this series, um, I, I expected uh, closer games. I expected games to be hard fought. I mean, you got talented teams across both sides. Kawhi Leonard's obviously probably the best player in the series, but a healthy Joel Embiid, and I know he's banged up, but he's looked pretty healthy lately. Oh yeah, especially uh, that spells, game three. That spells trouble for not only the Sixers. I'm, I'm sorry, not only the Raptors, but the whole rest of the NBA because the sky's the limit if he's healthy. Oh yeah, I completely agree. If the the whole Sixers team is different if Embiid's healthy compared to playing you know like like he did game two or game one like the whole team is just different 
Um, and I, I will definitely say right now, the best player in these playoffs right now is Kawhi Leonard. The whole playoffs. No, just want, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I totally, totally agree. But I just want to let you know that Woj tweeted as of 12 minutes ago. Uh-huh. Raptors list Pascal Siakam as doubtful for game four with a right calf contusion. Ooh. Now, as a as maybe the only Pascal Siakam truther in the in the whole <laughs> uh, United States of America. <laughs> yeah, but, but as a Sixer fan, you gotta have some mixed emotions there. Oh yeah, no, I, I. It's definitely a huge hit for Toronto because, especially the last, uh, I, well, really all three games, even the game that they dominated, it has been led by Kawhi and Siakam. Like, I know in game in game one, at one point in the first quarter, it said that uh, Kawhi and Siakam combined had like thirty some points. The entire Sixers team had like thirty three, and then. Game two, um, Kawhi and Siakam again combined for like 50, 60 some points. And then game three, I mean, Lowry played awfully. I think he made his first points in like the third quarter or something. Um, And again, it was still Kawhi first, then Siakam. So now if he doesn't play and you're Toronto and you've seen what Kyle Lowry has given you so far this series, you're pretty damn nervous. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna have, you're gonna need another, uh, you know, like another hero effort from Kawhi Leonard, where he's gonna just have to go crazy for fifty something points or forty eight points, and you know, can Kawhi do that? Yeah, we've seen him do it multiple times, but right, can he do it on the biggest stage? I, I don't know. It's it's tough. Uh, it's a, that's a big blow, but. I've seen a lot of guys be doubtful so far in the playoffs and actually come out and play. I mean, I think Enos Cantor's playing with a separated shoulder out in Portland, so. Yeah, that's crazy. And, at, and after that four-overtime uh, four game, I mean, that, that's got to take a toll. I do not see him playing the next game after that. And your boy uh, your boy Jokic played, like, what was it, 63 minutes? You see a picture of him after the game? He had, like his whole arm was like scratched up, like it looked like yeah. he got in a fight with a tiger. Yeah. Seriously. But he did have a thirty for fifteen and ten game. So let's uh, you know, put some respect on Jokic's name. Oh no, still still had but, a great game. But hold on, hold on, hold on, Alex. Okay. I think I'm like some sort of basketball whisperer. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> what did I tell you was gonna ha- need to happen for the Trailblazers to be able to win in this series? Who did I tell you was gonna need to step up, and who stepped up late in Game Three? Rodney Hood. There you go. <laughs> what did I tell you? I said Rodney Hood is going to play the tape. Rodney Hood is gonna need to step up in this game in this series for them to have a chance. And at one thirty-eight, one thirty-six, or something, and that's realm of the score i forget he hits a big shot after getting a kick out and and pretty much seals the game for the trailblazers so rodney hood thank you for making yet another prediction by me come true <laughs> about prediction number 97 of the season <laughs> we'll have to keep a uh a, a track starting next season we'll have to keep like a counter and see and compare them by the end of the season yeah <laughs> But no, Rodney Hood, he stepped up when it mattered. And I mean, he hit a couple big shots cuz I'm pretty sure he also hit a 
he had another I, I forget if it was a tying shot or like a go-ahead shot in like the second or third overtime as well um so yeah Rodney Hood really really stepped up especially because like you said with Cantor he's ailing they already don't have Nurkic um you know they're going to have to get bigger and bigger contributions from other people if they really want to get this series done yeah, and, and it kind of upsets me as a Nuggets guy. You know, I, I was hoping the Nuggets make a deep run. And hey, I'm not, I'm not throwing in the towel right now. It's two one. Uh, you know, go, and they obviously had to play game four in Portland. But right. the, the odds makers at Bavada have it as a plus three for the Nuggets, minus three for for um, Portland. So it, essentially, it's a pick 'em because usually you get like three points for being the home team, at least in yeah. my experience. So they have it at minus three as the home team. So, the, you know, the game's going to go either way. You just played a four-overtime game. So these teams are obviously evenly matched. I think the Nuggets can – I mean, they have to win game four. That's a must-win for them. But I still think – I'm sticking by it. I still think the Nuggets can make it out of this round and give the Warriors or Rockets – I know I said the Rockets are going to win, but they're down 2-0 now. I still think the Nuggets have it. have what it takes to give uh, – Give the Warriors a run for their money if the, if that's who they face in the Western Conference Finals. Do you have any change in your prediction, or do you are you sticking with what you said? Uh, I th- well, I picked I picked Portland to win this, and I think I picked Portland to win this. I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. Um, and I I think they still will win it, uh, because. The, the couple games that they have won, the person that actually was their leading scorer was C.J. McCollum. Your boy. So, oh, yeah. So. You just hold on to any any <laughs> glimmer of Phil- Pennsylvania uh, blood. You hold on to it. Got to. Got to. You got to rep for the, the home city and the home state. If a guy played in Pittsburgh, do you still, like, well, I guess so, because T.J. McConnell isn't he from Pittsburgh. Yeah, of course. I, I lived in Pittsburgh for five years, so I got to. Unbelievable! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Permanti brothers. Though, I will say, I, I did go to I did go out to Pittsburgh a couple years ago. Uh, I was very happy with the Permanti brothers sandwich. Oh, Permanti brothers is great. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of coleslaw, so they don't like me. But <laughs> so funny thing. <laughs> So I, I, I go to order my sandwich, and I, I don't know what I got. I think I got, like, a turkey and cheese or, or something, or, like, chicken and cheese or whatever. Right. Bacon, maybe. And, and I was like, no coleslaw. And the guy looks at me, <laughs> and he's like, no coleslaw? What do you mean, no coleslaw? I was like, no, I don't like coleslaw. He's like, you came to Permanti Brothers. So you have to get coleslaw. There's no point in coming here if you're not going to get the coleslaw. It's like, I was like, all right, fine, but put the coleslaw on. So he puts the coleslaw on. Delicious. I've I've started liking coleslaw now thanks to Permanti Brothers. Oh wow. See I'm a big like I don't try food if it's green. Like I just don't like green foods. Right. So like it's not that I don't like coleslaw. I just didn't want to try it because it was green. Okay. And I and thank you to Permanti Brothers. Now I am a fan of coleslaw, so Maybe. I don't know what has that has to do with basketball. But... <laughs> Maybe next time I go back there uh later this month I'll I'll have to actually try it with some coleslaw. I usually get you can get a fried egg on your sandwich. Did you try that? That might have been what I got. Okay. Cuz I, I usually was... don't pass the opportunity to get a fried egg. Oh yeah. That that was I think I had like uh 
I think it was like roast beef sandwich with the fried egg and the fries and everything on it. That, that was I think that, now that I think about it, I think I might have gotten that. That might have been my sandwich. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was where it was at. So next That's time, good. next time I'll have to try the slaw. Yeah, um, the slaw is pretty good. Can't but lie. anyway, going back to basketball, <laughs> uh, I am surprised. Like we were just talking about how like the Bucks jumped up in in odds and everything on on Bovada. The Nuggets are now the lowest odds to be NBA champions. Yeah, it's just disrespect. They're at plus forty five hundred right now, which is almost. 2,000 more than the Celtics. And they have Portland at a plus 2,000 over them. How, like, w- what are your thoughts on that? How do you feel? That's <laughs> just dis- straight disrespect. They're not appreciating the greatness of Nikola Jokic. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the wor- one of the league's premier big men, if not the best big man in the game. Um, yes, I said it. Um, I'll let you have your incorrect opinion. Uh, oh, you know, Nikola Jokic <laughs> can stay on the court, unlike Joel Embiid, who takes every other night off. So that's fine. Uh, you know, um, but uh, <laughs> that's ju- it's just disrespect. It's blatant disrespect in the Nuggets. They uh, they don't understand Mike Malone that he is a, a great basketball coach and you got talent. You got guys that could score. You got guys that could defend. I understand Denver doesn't get get the publicity that these New York or or Boston, or Philadelphia, or LA covered, you know, you know the big markets get. Right. Not that, you know, the LA teams and the New York teams weren't much to write home about, but you get what the point I'm making. I got you. Um, it's all right. Don't I worry am... about. The, don't worry about. Don't worry about the Rocky Mountain uh, ballers. I can't think of anything right now, but. <laughs> I am. I am a fan of Mike Malone. I, I have liked Mike Malone for a while, and I still think that one of. Sacramento's biggest mistakes is letting Mike Malone go. Um, Because I still remember at the time that he was the only coach that DeMarcus Cousins actually respected and listened to in his tenure in Sacramento. But the Kings were still like, "Mm, we're still going to fire you, which made zero sense. But But, Well, the Kings are about like 0 for 11 on their last 11 franchise decisions. Oh, yeah, true. And then they're like, "Hey, let's get Luke Walton." And then there's that whole court case. Wait, did they? Have, did, oh, with the with the <laughs> assault. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "We've we've never heard we never heard about this before we signed him." And I'm pretty sure it was like like the case was already opened a while ago because it happened when he was with Golden State. So someone didn't do their homework. So he he went on that twenty four and zero run, and he thought he was on his high horse. Pretty That's what you are trying to get it. Pretty much. All right, that's fine. <laughs> now, I, I mean, know that, this isn't that twenty four and zero run did get him a head coaching job. Yeah, and before we wrap up the playoffs, I think we have one more series to discuss. Yes. Um, I will go a little. We're staying on the NBA, just a little off topic. D'Angelo okay. Russell. Ah, uh, yes. To quote the great Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Stay off the weed. <laughs> Come on, man. First off, I, I, I was on the Nets Reddit page when uh, when this broke, and I was reading some stuff. Uh-huh. Why is he not flying private? Why is he flying out of LaGuardia? Like, That's a great question. Dude, you make like $10 million a year right now. Where the hell are you going that you have to fly a commercial flight? Like, exactly. I see Instagram models who make less money than you taking private jets. Like, 
Come on, D'Lo. Not only that, but the way that he tried to hide it. Oh, and that's just that's just like a throwback to high school. Exactly. You know, in an Arizona, you know, in a in a hidden compartment in your Arizona can. Like, come on. Like, like you said, you're making ten million dollars a year. You couldn't like go for one of those like vacuum sealed things that are essentially like uh, impossible to catch or anything. Here's the other thing, D-Lo. You make ten million dollars a year. You make eight million dollars a year. Do you really think the TSA is going to be fooled by your $1 can of drink that they think you really need to save before your trip? <laughs> exactly. Like, like ooh, let's hide it in this $1 can of, of drink. They won't think anything of it, even though I'm an NBA basketball player. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> it's not like you're bringing, like, a bottle of Don Perignon or, or 1940, whatever that is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where yeah. it's, like, $800 or something crazy. You put it in an Arizona can. You can literally get off the airplane any city in the world and get an Arizona can. And not only that, whatever city you're going to, you can also buy the marijuana there. Well, there's certain states. Who knows where he was going? That's where I want to know. Where was he going? But, I mean, even even if you go to a state where it's not legal, I am almost 100% positive you know somebody that can get you it. No, I I agree. (laughs) I just just love that he picks an Arizona can. Like, come on. I know, I know. Like, I, know I know people th- who work a regular nine to five, making like ten bucks an hour, that can that can get it across on a flight. <laughs> I've never tried, I never will, but I would think at least I'd probably be a little smarter than D'Angelo Russell there. Yeah, exactly. But um, so moving on to the last series, which we haven't talked about yet: Golden State and Houston. So Golden State's up two zero. Um, Houston has done a lot of whining and complaining about refs. The, the big thing about their huge, like, research paper on refs missing calls leaked. Um, and overall, at first I wanted the Rockets to beat Golden State and just give them a run of their money. But after all of this, Houston annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, um, I yeah I, I agree with you there. I mean, they you know you lost the game or you lost the series. Don't go back and try to make the refs. You know the refs at the end of the day the refs are human. They're gonna miss calls here and there. They're not. I don't think it's things are um, you know I don't think things are rigged against them or anything. Right. So I don't I don't like that whole you know oh it's um, you know it, it's Blame the rest for this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. One, one of the things that, like, I, I coach, I, I, I'm an assistant coach for a girl, a 16-year-old girls club volleyball team. And one of the things we coach at practice, we'll just throw in, like, random bad calls during a scrimmage to just simulate, like, a ref who sucks. And be like, hey, you can't do anything about it. That ref's going to make a bad call. So what are you going to do next? Are you going to sit there and cry about it? Or are you going to actually, like, come back and get a point? So you're telling me that an NBA team full of grown men can't do that? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's you can't you can't sit here and uh, you can't sit here and blame the refs for you know you can blame the refs for a missed call here and there, but you can't sit there and go for like twenty over a seven game series, uh, whatever they did, yeah, and say they said oh like, 
they said like they missed 84 calls over a seven game series. I'm like, okay, so if they missed 84 calls in your favor, they probably missed a lot in Golden State's favor on top of that. Like, yeah. they're gonna miss they're gonna miss calls on both sides, and I, I, yeah, either way, it, it's just super annoying that that act that they actually like came out with all of this crap. Um, but in the end, I think that Houston does win these next two at home, but I think Golden State wins in six. You think? Houston wins the two games at home at Golden State. I could, I, I could see that. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to sit here and say, you know, Houston's still going to win after they're down 2-0. Yeah. So, I don't know. But um, we'll have to see what happens. It'll be interesting. Who do you, you think? So, you think it's going to go 2-2 back to Oracle, and then Golden State's going to win game five in Oracle, win game six in, in uh, Houston? Yep. Okay. And, well, um... um... I just what are they? What, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, what do they have for the the odds for tonight's game? So for tonight's game, they have Golden State as a plus three, Houston so it, as a minus three. So it's basically it's a pick 'em again. All, I mean, all these games are pretty much pick 'ems right now. It's when you get to the, you know this level, uh, you know minus three plus minus three at home is pretty much a pick 'em. Right. So yeah, I mean in. It's going to come down if you're going to need a uh, – I can't think of the word. Um, her, her lurking – how do you the hell – I'm trying to say like – Herculean? Uh, Herculean – there you go. Her, <laughs> you're going to need a Herculean effort from James Harden to win this, win this game and win this series. So we'll see if he has it in him. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, he hasn't been that great the last few games. Um, I believe it was either – I forget if it was game one or two, but he shot like nine of twenty six. Like, and and you just you just see that stat alone, and you're like, ugh, that's disgusting. Um, but right now on Bovada, they actually have a uh, they have some odds on. Uh, so they they made a couple groups, and it asks you which player will score the most points. And on Group A, they have Harden, Durant, uh, Steph, and Clay. And Harden is the favorite right now. He's even. Uh, and then Durant at plus 175, Steph at plus 450, and Clay at plus 550. I'm a little surprised that Steph is that much further behind Durant. But at the same time, Steph actually hasn't been as good in the playoffs as we've seen Steph be in the regular season. Yeah. He's been pretty good. Oh no! Don't get me wrong. He's still good. Like I mean, he's still, he's still Steph. <laughs> but he's he not just... a two-time Finals winning MVP, Steph. Exactly. Or not Finals MVP, two-time regular season MVP, Steph. Exactly. That's a hard. Uh, that's a pretty hard. Um, you know. Um. God damn! I can't think right now. That's a pretty hard. Uh... Expectation. How like level of play to keep up? I'm trying oh, to okay. the word I'm looking for. Like st- I want to say status, but it's not status. I got you. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to think of? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I mean, yeah, it's it's difficult, but at the same time, like we've seen him do it over 82 games. <laughs> so it's like, 
Yeah, but like I said, the Warriors have been going through bang. Like every player on that team is banged up. True, true. Curry's banged up. Clay's banged up. Thompson's banged up. Boogie's out. I think the only guy healthy on that team right now is Kevin Durant. It's showing when he puts up forty-five a game. Yeah, I mean that's that's very very true. And the the one thing that I actually think is pretty funny also uh, on Bavada for their Group B for which player will score the most points. They actually have Clint Capella at better odds to score more points than Draymond Green. Yeah, well, Draymond doesn't really score, and, and Clint Capella gets a bunch of, uh, you know, pick and rolls. True, but I don't know. that. I feel like last year in the playoffs, Draymond stepped up a lot in different games, and he was still, like, scoring a decent amount. Obviously not, like, 20 a game, but I don't know. It, I don't know. It feels like it definitely just should not be that way. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the thing with um with Draymond. It's so unpredictable. Oh yeah. Like one game he'll put up twenty five, the next game he'll put up eight. Yeah, exactly. It's very inconsistent. So, yeah, it's a hey, it's an interesting. Uh, I just know that uh, they they were throw, showing some respect for Pascal Siakam, but he's on there, but he uh. He might not play today, so we'll see what happens. Yep. And then the last thing I want to point out one more time is that Joel Embiid is at a plus 350 to score the most points compared to Nikola Jokic's plus 500 on Bovada. Just to let you know. Yeah, but Nikola Jokic is going to average, a, you know, is going to be the first big man to average a triple-double while Joel Embiid is going to be the f- first big man to miss like 30 games a season for five straight years. And still win a ring. He's not going to win a ring. <laughs> oh, now he's not. Are you saying he's not going to win a ring this year? Or not going to win a ring ever. I don't know if he'll win a win. I don't know if he'll ever win a ring. Oh, I really don't. I don't think the. Uh, I don't think the. Um, what's the word? I don't think the Sixers have a championship level team. I don't know if they ever will. You don't know if they ever will. No, I just don't trust. Uh, I don't trust. I don't trust their front office, and I don't trust Ben Simmons. I think the Nets are closer to a championship than the Sixers. Whoa, that they're closer. Yes. Wow, that's a take. Well, you got to remember, we're going to bring in Kevin Durant. That's, that's still a take. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Like I said, you can have you can have your opinions, <laughs> but oh, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I'm kidding, but we'll see what happens. We'll yeah, see. nah, for sure. And I just think, but like my closing thought on the Sixers series right now is that I think it's interesting how they've pretty much just told Ben Simmons to like not worry about anything except covering Kawhi Leonard. And on offense, they've been firing on all cylinders. So, I just find that kind of curious. Just because Ben Simmons... It feels like Ben Simmons isn't as... I don't want to say isn't as active, but he just doesn't have the ball as much on offense as he has, like, even just the last series against Brooklyn. Yeah, well, I I think... um... 
I think that, and I noticed that like the Sixers have been playing Ben Simmons, yeah, like more off the ball, and they've been a more efficient team when he's off the ball, which yeah. is weird because he can't shoot. Exactly. I guess when you're not forcing him to run point, I, I, that'd be interesting to see a development. Who who's been on the ball then? Have they been playing more TJ McConnell? Uh, it's been more Butler. It's been more Tobias Harris. Um, just feeding the ball to Embiid. Just more of that rather than Ben Simmons just kind of dribbling around and trying to find a pass. Because Tobias Harris, when he was in L.A., he was at his most efficient when he was running pick and rolls with Boban. Mm-hmm. So he, while he, while yes, he is still a very good spot up shooter, he is also still very good off of the dribble. Um, and then of course Jimmy Butler, like he's a huge pick and roll kind of guy. So he has to have the ball in his hands. Um, and the thing with with Simmons is like you can't really run pick and rolls with him anymore because the defenders just hang so far off of him that it doesn't even matter. So yeah, it's pretty much just like running actions for JJ Redick and then letting the other guys run pick and rolls. All right. Well, let's see if it continues to work. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. But that is it for us. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Atlantic Files. Make sure you check out BasketballSocietyOnline.com and make sure you check out some of the other podcasts on the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.